Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning everybody, I'm Steve and I'd like to welcome you all to today's Coach House Beacon. We recently opened the church for the first time on a Sunday after the lockdown. At that service we sang, Praise my soul, the King of heaven. Now this song features the repeated refrain, Praise him, praise him, which reminds me that it is really important that as Christians we praise God. This wonderful and well-known song was written around the year 1834 by an Anglican clergyman called Henry Francis Light. Light was both a capable scholar and musician. In addition to his skill on the flute, he also excelled in poetry and spoke at least four languages. Born in Kelso in Scotland, young Henry had a poor start in life. However, his father had the foresight to send him away to school. Following this, he had drifted into the priesthood without any clear vision of where his life was leading. However, in 1816, whilst ministering to an old priest who was dying, both he and the priest he was ministering to realised that they had both misunderstood the scriptures. Light then started to minister evangelically and commenced a life of serving God. During his time in Brixham, Devon, he established a Sunday school for up to a thousand children. He also ministered to the fishermen working out of Brixham Harbour, making sure that each boat had a copy of the Bible and a book with songs and daily devotions. It was in his nature to get up early and pray for two hours before breakfast. And then, in 1834, he wrote this wonderful song. Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven is based on Psalm 103. And psalms and songs have a shared purpose. Throughout all of history, songs have been important. For most of this time, most people couldn't read, so they were a useful way of remembering God's words. In fact, the psalms themselves are written as songs to help the Israelites to remember God and to praise him. Praise is the central theme in the Psalms, with some Psalms being specifically called praise Psalms. The Hebrew word for Psalms literally means praises, and Psalm 103 is a good example of this. Today we still use songs to praise God, and although we are now able to read for ourselves, songs still form a useful way of remembering elements of the scripture. In fact, I would go so far as to say that if a song doesn't praise God or remind us of Scripture, then we probably shouldn't be singing it. So what is praise? Well, praise is defined in the dictionary as to speak highly of, to commend, to extol or to glorify. So put more simply, it's when we speak of someone in such a way as to portray their deeds or character above that of others. When we praise God, we are elevating above him above all others. In our hearts, we are recognising that fact, and through our mouths, we are communicating this to others. Now, I recently spoke 
about uh, Psalm 104, the one after. And it is possible that Psalms 103 and 104 were originally written as one psalm. Or it might be that they were written as a pair to express two different aspects of God. You see, both psalms open and close with the same lines. Let all that I am praise the Lord. But while Psalm 104 praises God for what he has done, his creation and all that's in it, Psalm 103 praises God for who he is. Now, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven is not a direct copy from the psalm, but rather it's a paraphrase of the words of the psalm put in a poetic way. Remember that in their original Hebrew, the psalms both flowed and rhymed in the same way that songs do today. In fact, Psalm 103 has 22 verses because each of the verses begins with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This beauty in the way that the rhyme and flow goes is often lost when they're translated, but here the songwriter has managed to reintroduce that musical flow. So the song opens with the line, Praise my soul, the King of heaven, to his feet thy tribute bring. And this reflects verse 1 of the psalm, which says, Let all that I am praise the Lord, with my whole heart I will praise his holy name. This tribute that we are bringing is our praise. And this opening reminds us of the opening line of the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. And Jesus taught that this is the right way to open our conversation with God. This is because it's about recognising exactly who God is. You cannot have a relationship with God without recognising exactly who God is. Henry Francis Light had no true relationship with God prior to that conversation with the dying priest back in 1816. But later, when he wrote the song, he knew that recognising who God is has to come before we can truly praise God. The song continues, Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Who like thee his praise should sing? Now the original words of the psalm are, May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Henry Francis Light expressed these verses as ransomed, healed, restored and forgiven. Now this doesn't just sound good or even summarise the psalm. What it really does is to introduce Jesus. The psalmist had recognised that there was a problem with sin. In fact, in verse 10 he says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal with us harshly as we deserve. He also knew that there would be someone coming who would deal with that sin, but he did not know who or when or even how. We, however, have an advantage here in that we do know who and when and how. We know that the Saviour the psalmist expected was Jesus Christ in 33 AD on the cross. Today, many people know this as a fact, but fail to realise that sin requires a ransom to be paid. This ransom must be paid after death, 
and as people don't take their riches with them when they die, they couldn't possibly pay the ransom, no matter how rich they were. Only a living person can pay the debt, but the debt is only due after death. Now this means that only a person who has died and is now alive can pay that debt. The only person who meets this description is Jesus himself, the Alpha and Omega, who once was dead but now is alive. Now there is no way that I can pay this ransom. However, Jesus can and is willing to also pay that ransom for anyone who is willing to worship him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. Praise is about elevating someone above yourself or others. It's about someone who is better than others. It's about someone who has done something no one else has done. It's about saying it, telling others about it, enthusiastically and truthfully, from the bottom of your heart. Jesus Christ is the only person to have died and who is now alive. He is the only person to have paid the price for my sin. He is the only person to have died on a cross to save me. He is the only person who can direct my life and make any sense of it. He is the only person who can heal my illnesses. He is the only person truly worthy of my praise and worship. We have many reasons to praise God, some of which are listed in this psalm and also in the song. It's good to consider these things from time to time. And whether you use the psalm or the song to help you, it doesn't matter, as both are full of wonderful reasons to praise God. I would ask you to take some time, perhaps, to consider either the words of the song or the psalm and see if there are areas where you can praise God. From his forgiveness to his healing, from his mercy to his grace, from his faithfulness to his compassion, we have so many reasons to praise God. In our human weakness, we cannot help but recognise that God is exactly as described in Psalm 103. The third verse of the song says this, Father-like, he tends and spares us, well our feeble frame he knows. In his hands he gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, widely as his mercy flows. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.